What is up, what is up, what is up? Welcome to the Mitch Davis Show. I'm your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the MitchDavisShow.com, podcast host of the Mitch Davis Show. You can follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight, Instagram and Facebook at the Mitch Davis Show, and also always check out the podcast on SoundCloud at the Mitch Davis Show. And also, TheMitchDavisShow.com, your one-stop shop for SEC, Mississippi State, Ole Miss coverage, non-stop, wall-to-wall. It's a lot of fun. On today's podcast, going to be joined by the associate head coach of the Mississippi State Bulldogs, the basketball program, James Miller, is going to be talking to me momentarily about all things Mississippi State basketball. A lot of excitement is building in Starkville for this upcoming 2023-2024 Mississippi State basketball program. So Coach Miller is going to be joining me momentarily to talk all things Mississippi State basketball. Again, I'm your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the MitchDavisShow.com. Follow me on Twitter, MitchDavis underscore eight. I am joined now by Coach James Miller, associate head coach of the Mississippi State Bulldogs basketball team. Coach Miller, how are you doing? Welcome on the Mitch Davis Show podcast. I'm great, Mitch. Thanks for having me. Man, absolutely. How's this offseason been for the Mississippi State Bulldogs? A lot of excitement is building down there in Starkville for basketball season. Yeah, the uh, spring was great. Uh, obviously, coming off a, a successful year in, in some ways, and then um, going into the summer with a lot of new guys coming in and then having the chance to take a foreign tour, uh, going to Portugal, which was awesome. And then now we're you know here in the fall and, and just kind of getting ready to start playing some meaningful games right around the corner and uh, got the injury bug a little bit, which has been a, a little bit of a Debbie Downer, but the guys that are on the floor are working hard, so I'm just really excited to, to kind of get into the fall. Coach, we're going to talk about Tolo Smith here and kind of how you fill that void until conference play. Uh, who are the guys that have really stepped up in practice so far to kind of fill that void of uh, losing Tolu until uh, conference play? Well, having Jimmy Bell uh, come in is obviously when we recruited him, it was a major safety blanket because at the time we didn't know if Tolu was going to end up going pro or not. And, um, you know, him, him coming from West Virginia where he started every game uh, last year as a junior, um, you know, obviously the, the role he's going to have to take on will, will significantly increase with Tolu out while he's out. Um, and then some of the young guys, like Guy Cho, um, you know, who's, who's a freshman that um, is going to be a good player down the road, is, is getting a crash course on. Um, you know, having to get thrown into the fire a little bit earlier than maybe he would have. Um, but he's still, you know, 6'10", 6'11", and physical and plays hard and got a chance to be a really good player. And then um, we'll have to play, you know, some smaller lineups at times just because, uh, again, we're banged up a little bit with some injuries. But Cameron Matthews sliding over to the five. And Jaquan Scott, who's a newcomer, will also, you know, who's naturally a four, will also have to play some five for us. But uh, it'll be a committee approach for sure. But having some of those guys that have experience already in the, uh, the program or, or that we recruited with some experience helps a lot. Coach, you mentioned the trip to over to Portugal. The Bulldogs look really good. How does that help you kind of get ready for the, the season a little bit, play those four or five games overseas and get lineups and get systems in place? How does that help you improve for the non-conference slate and, of course, for the SEC slate as well? Well, it helps you because you get uh, ten extra practices within the within the confines of the summertime. Um, you know, you don't have the ability to have without those foreign tours, and then um, the camaraderie you build going overseas and being together for eight or nine days, um, nonstop, and playing a few games. And the competition over there wasn't great, but that's not really what you're looking for. You're looking more so to, to build that camaraderie and get that cohesion on the floor and off the floor. 
Um, so that that obviously is helpful coming into the fall where uh, you're trying to make, you know, trying to get back to the NCAA tournament and hopefully win a couple games. So um, it, that part of it was invaluable for, you know, giving us, giving us a head start. Coach, I want to ask you about the success of last season, obviously making to the NCAA tournament. Uh, very impressive in league play. How do you guys build off of that success and heading into this 23-24 campaign? Well, I think last year was it's kind of like three different parts of years for us in the sense that we were really good in the non-league for the most part, you know, and, and, and just lost that last game right before Christmas. And then, you know, we stumbled out of the gates the first eight games, I think it was, in, in league. Um, we played a hard schedule, but we just couldn't get over the hump. And then the way we ended was was like another season. So I think our, our goal is to try to, um, you know, be a little more consistent. Uh, obviously, if we could replicate the fall that we had last year, that'd be, that'd be you know, tremendous. But when we get into SEC play, it's, it's trying to get off to a better start, um, not try to play from behind, so to speak. Um, so that way we feel a little bit better, you know, going down the home stretch. But, uh, again, building on the success from last year and, and being able to, get to the NCAA tournament was a goal of ours. Uh, didn't end the way we wanted it to, but and we feel like we could have probably, you know, come out a little bit better in some of those closer games, especially early in the league. But, um, you know, just trying to guard against that as we go into the SEC play next January. Coach, I want to ask you about, you know, obviously the league play and how tough the SEC is now. Talk about how you guys built your non-conference schedule to get you prepared, not only for league play, but also get ready for March Madness and so on. Well, we, we built the league schedule, you know, with the understanding that we're going to have five returning starters and some guys that we brought into the program that we feel really good about. Um, and, and hopefully we're thinking we're going to be fully healthy. That's not going to be the case. So, um, you know, with that being said, we, we, we took on some challenging games, um, neutral site games or pseudo neutral site games against some quality opponents um, and then played some, you know, are playing some really good mid-major opponents at a lot of times, high major programs don't want to play or are afraid to play. So, I mean, we have five or six really quality games that um, are going to test us at minimum uh, to, when we're going into the SEC play. And I think last year we had some of those quality games, probably not quite, quite as many of them. Um, and so now we kind of know what we're working with as far as personnel and guys coming back. We felt like we needed to do that to challenge ourselves and give ourselves a, a better footing, you know, hopefully trying to get uh, a better seating come Selection Sunday for fortunate enough to be in that situation. Coach, I want to ask you about the the fan support y'all have seen so far uh, through you know the first year at Mississippi State. And the hump was rocking. I mean, there was a lot of games where that, especially if you go back to the TCU game, uh, the SEC Big Twelve Challenge. The hump was the place to be. Talk about the fan support y'all have from Mississippi State fans and how you guys continue to grow that and grow a really a new brand of Mississippi State basketball. Yeah, the fan the fan support since we've been here. Um, all the way back to last April has been um, tremendous. And so the first year where, uh, again, we had a, a really good fall, albeit it wasn't the hardest of schedules, and we know that, um, but still beat some quality opponents. Um, and then going into the springtime, uh, the fans were awesome. And then, you know, starting off the SEC play the way we did, um, and the fans still sticking behind us and rallying behind us, made the world a difference, especially coming down the home stretch and some of those big games like you mentioned, TCU or beating Texas A&M at home when they're first in the league. Um, those are, you know, those are games that we had to win um, in, in order to get to Selection Sunday, I think, called. And so, um, I mean, in the community, um, here in the home, um, just everywhere, the excitement uh, and, and the feedback we get from people has been uh, tremendous, like I said. And so that really helps us sell 
uh, Mississippi State and sell our basketball program and then gives our, our guys a, a quality experience on game nights where people know they have to come in here and play really well to beat us. And so um, it, it, it makes for a, a great environment for us. Coach, I want to ask you a couple questions about the roster, then we'll let you go. But I do want to ask you about recruiting and, and recruiting, really recruiting the brand and, and rebuilding the hump and getting the practice facilities. Talk about that recruiting pitch. What do you say in those living rooms to those 17, 16, 17-year-old kids that are thinking about coming to Mississippi State? Yeah, well, we talk about a culture of toughness and, and accountability and trying to make you know their, their sons or these young men you know, into better young men and, and help them get their degree and then obviously play in what I would argue is the best basketball conference in the country right now. And so uh, the cell is, you know, the SEC is, is the community of Starkville and how they embrace, um, you know, these young guys and, and, and make it, like I said, a great experience for them, a home away from home if they're, you know, not from the region. And if they're from the region, these, these kids grow up understanding um, the high, high level of play that is in the SEC. And so, um, you know, we've, we're still trying to recruit, obviously, in Mississippi and in, in, in the Deep South, but I've strayed away a little bit and trying to get up in the East Coast. And um, the feedback when, when kids come on visits has been nothing but positive. Now, it's not always the right fit for certain people, and that's that's part of recruiting. Um, but, you know, the community, the people here, um, how genuine they are, how they treat uh, outsiders when they come in, um, that's, that's definitely uh, been a very positive feedback from us in recruiting. And so... Um, you know, for us, is, is we're going to continue to hit the portal and try to get guys from around here and, and try to get the best players we can, um, you know, and hopefully break through and, and get, get some of those heavy hitters that, you know, people want us to get. But um, so far, the guys that we brought in, we've been really excited about this year because they, they, they bring some different types of characteristics. But, again, they're, they're all quality young men. Coach, I want to ask you in particular about DJ Jeffries, a guy that I got to cover at Memphis and now I get to cover at Mississippi State. Um, he was a different player when he was at Memphis, and, and now he's kind of developed into his own. Talk about D.J. Jeffries and his development so far under y'all at Mississippi State. Yeah, D.J., is, uh, since we've been here, has, has worked very hard, um, and he's really done a good job this, this summer and, and coming into the fall of working on his jump shot and putting extra time in the gym. He was just down there a little bit ago. and um, You know, I think for us, he was uh, an elite defender last year, especially on the ball. Um, a really good defensive rebounder, although he could get a little bit better in that area. And, um, so now, you know, I think what we need to do is um, help him and put him in better positions to hopefully score a little bit more times for us. Um, and a part of that comes with his hard work and putting time in the gym, which he's done. So I think, you know, if you saw him in Memphis, the sky's the limit for DJ. There's not many guys walking around looking like him that have that can move like him, jump like him, um, can defend like him. Um, we just got to help him put it together and, and reach his potential on the offensive end a little bit better, and hopefully we'll do that this year. Coach, looking at this roster, and you've mentioned several guys, but who is maybe a guy or two that you haven't mentioned that you and the coaching staff are very excited to see continue develop into the 23-24 campaign? Well, I think, you know, like you t- touched on, we got we got those, those starting five guys back, so we're all pretty familiar with them. But I think some of the, the newer guys, the guys like Josh Hubbard, who was a freshman that you know people in the state are very familiar with, but people outside the region, not maybe not as much. Um, he's been, as advertised, coming in the door. He's, he's you know, injected some offense into us. Um, defensively, he shows spurts where he can be a really elite defender, um, but he can really shoot the basketball, which we know we needed <laughs> last year quite a bit. Um, you know, he's been very impressive. 
uh, the transfers, Andrew Taylor and, and Jimmy Bell have been very impressive, like you would you would expect. They've been both been in college for a long time, um, so we would expect them to you know make make a immediate, immediate impact for us. Um, you know, and then I think some of those young guys and other transfers were a guy too, like I mentioned earlier. You know, he's he, he's gonna be thrust into some playing time a little bit maybe earlier than you thought in his career, but he's got the world of potential. Or a kid like Adrian Myers, who can really shoot the basketball. Um, and then the junior college transfer we had, Jaquan Scott and Trey Ford, both those guys are super talented. So, like, we feel really, really excited about our new guys. Um, I think that they can inject some offense in, and they're still catching up on some of the defensive stuff, um, you know, and, and get comfortable. But um, as long as they, you know, keep working and keep that right mentality and continue to allow us to hold them accountable to a pretty high standard, uh, I think they got a chance to really help us sooner than later. Coach, last question I have for him. I'll let you go after this one. This is going to be a fun one, actually, Coach. After a big win, how do you like to celebrate? What are your traditions? And also, do you have a favorite uh, Starkville restaurant so far? <laughs> well, I think everyone in our staff is a little bit different how they celebrate wins. And it usually depends on it. Like, as an assistant, you know, you might you might play Kentucky one night and the, the next scout is Auburn and, and you have Auburn. You're kind of, like, on the clock as soon as the game's over so you don't get much celebrating, whoever the assistant is. Um, but I think most of us will, will celebrate by maybe having an adult beverage at the house or, or maybe getting together, and then we kind of turn the page pretty quick and, and keep it going. As far as, um, you know, favorite restaurants and breakfast, Starville Cafe, and then, honestly, I really hadn't eaten at a bad restaurant here. Unfortunately, my wife uh, is, is picked up on that, but uh, there's not too many bad restaurants in Starkville. Coach, thank you so much for joining the Mitch Davis Show podcast. It's an honor. Look forward to covering you guys in year two of my coverage of Mississippi State basketball. Mitch, thanks for having me. You have been listening to the Mitch Davis Show podcast. I've been your host, Mitch Davis, founder of the Mitch Davis Show.com, podcast host of the Mitch Davis Show podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, Mitch Davis underscore eight. A very special thank you to the associate head coach of the Mississippi State Bulldogs, Coach James Miller, for joining me today to talk all things Mississippi State basketball. Again, thank you for listening to the Mitch Davis Show podcast. I've been your host, Mitch Davis. Have a great weekend. We'll be back with more next week.